A'uzu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. I seek refuge with Allah from Satan the stoned. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. With the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace, blessings, and mercy of Allah be unto you, all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor, a privilege to welcome you all on behalf of International Islamic Propagation Center. My name is Muhammad Taj, and I'm your host for this evening's program. I would like to extend a warm welcome to those of our audience who have joined us over here for the first time, as well as those who have joined us over the internet all across the world, and those who may ever view this lecture wherever, whenever. Before I invite the speaker, Brother Muhammad Sheikh, to come and deliver his lecture on tonight's topic entitled, What Al-Quran, the reading, says about parents and children relationship, I would like to take a few moments of your time to give you the format of the lecture. In order for you to follow the lecture effectively, Brother Muhammad Sheikh has devised for you a booklet. This is a reference booklet. It has been provided to all of you along with a pencil and a piece of paper. And those of you who have yet not received their booklet, kindly raise your hands and our coordinators will provide them to you. If you open this booklet, you will see on the right-hand side are the ayat in the Arabic text along with the references and the corresponding page presents to you the relevant English translation. The ayat that you see contained in this booklet are sequenced in a manner that Brother Muhammad Sheikh will be elaborating in his lecture. During the lecture, it is advised, it is requested kindly not to interrupt the speaker by posing any questions or raising any concerns. However, if you do have any questions during the lecture, you're requested to note them down on the piece of paper which has been provided to you. You will be given an ample opportunity to have your queries addressed by the speaker in the question and answer session. And the format of the question and answer session I will devise to you at a later time. Not taking further time, it is with great pleasure that I invite the speaker, Brother Muhammad Sheikh, to come and deliver his lecture on tonight's topic entitled, What Al-Quran, the reading, says about parents and children relationship. Brother Muhammad Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings of Allah to all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I seek refuge with Allah from the shaitan, the stone. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim with the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Before I deal the Quranic ayahs related to parents and children relationship, in Arabic, for the word parent is walidai or Walida, Walid. Walid is for father and mother is Walidati. And the son is Walad. These are the words. Sometimes it is used as Abba, father or grandfather or Ibn. These are the words that are used 
for father and ancestors and children and sometimes offspring zuria then there are various words used in arabic text but normally understood is parents and children in the quran before i discuss the relevant ayas what the quran has to say about the parents and children we have to first understand what are the problems and what are the situations that in parent and children both of them in relationship they have certain problems the reasons given in the quranic ayat i'll discuss later but let us see what is going on in the world you see any parent father or mother they belong to a certain culture in an environment and certain beliefs they carry the father and mother both maybe sometimes the father and mother have both different beliefs so now they are married coming from a different background coming from different cultures coming from different societies and at the same time they themselves have different opinions about life how they see the life because of their culture difference they are married and then they have kids now normally what they learn in their lives the parents what they are being dominated by they try to educate their children excluding their mistakes what they have done in life and what they think is upright or right they try to educate that both of the parents father and mother in spite of the fact what they know as best according to their understanding and knowledge this is what is happening in the world that the culture the religion and the system or what they perceive and what is their view of point about life they pour to their children whether right or wrong but this is happening in the world so since the children are from the very childhood they make their parents and idols as the best people in their life the children automatic is is built in because they are so young and so childish the child they look up to their parents and they are observing all the time even if you are practicing or not practicing what you are saying and what you are not doing it but they still noting that so this is how the children grows in an environment of their parents so the contradiction between the children and the parents arises when the child children are grown up and they have attained some intelligence and that contradiction leads to a confrontation and then the parent children relationship goes wrong because what you pour they know if they know better than that there is a contradiction or if they are subdued to your philosophy against they again they are killed in a way psychologically so what the quran lays out the foundation how and when and how to do how to have relationship with the children so first i will discuss those ayas that are related to the parents and then i will discuss the children's how they have to uh, behave with the with the parents in surah al-hadid 
Surely know this worldly life is a play and amusement and adornment of boast and boasting between yourself and the multiplication in wealth and children is as like a rain its aid amazes the farmers disbelievers then it grows then you see that it turns yellow then it becomes broken into fragments and in the hereafter there is a severe punishment and forgiveness and pleasure from Allah and the worldly life is nothing except the commodity of enjoyment delusion in this ayah, Allah is, I'm explaining in my words that Allah is describing that mankind generally, in generally speaking, that the world, this world, people take as amusement, play and amusement. They are more interested in playing and amusement. And then they are boasting of what they have got creating a complexes between each other and mostly boasting of what they have got. This is the general practice of the general mankind. And multiplication in the children. Three things, that the worldly life is like a play and amusement. Continuously people are involved in play and amusement. Secondly is the boasting of what they have achieved and what they have done. Thirdly is the multiplication of children, having children. And in wealth, also mostly involved in having wealth. So Allah described these kinds of people who are involved in this is like a rain. Its aid amazes the farmers or disbelievers. Then it grows and you will see that it turns yellow. Then it is broken, becomes broken into fragments. Meaning the whole system is shown, it grows, you, you are attracted to it, finally it becomes yellow and being broken into fragments. It finishes off. So whatever you are boasting about money, you are boasting about your children, you are boasting about your wealth, you are involved in amusement and play, finally end up your, you, it will, everything will be lost. So that is what the ayat is describing in, in a similitude with it. And in the hereafter, there is a severe punishment and forgiveness and pleasure from Allah both. On the day of judgment, if you collect an amend, you, have, you will receive garden. And if not, then a severe punishment. This worldly life is nothing except a commodity of enjoyment and delusion. The things are given to us in the world. You can enjoy. That's not forbidden totally. But your purpose of life should not be like that. Only the purpose of life is not just only for play and amusement and involving yourself into, into boasting and 
between and multiplying the wealth and multi, multiplying the the children. This is the basic point in this ayat. Now, let us see what the Quran has to say about the believers. Now, this when I am reading the ayahs, it is addressing to the believers. Believers mean those who believe in the ayahs and understand the ayahs and implement. Those are referred in the Quran as believers. So, whatever the father-son relation you are going to hear today is for those people who are believing in the ayahs and if not, then they must, they must correct so that a healthy relationship between children and parents should develop. That is the purpose of this lecture. So in this ayah, Allah says, Ya yuladin amanu la tulhikum amwalukum wala awladukum andikrillah wa man yaf'al dhalika faulaikumul khasirun Oh, you believe, let, your, let not your wealth and your children distract you about the remembrance of Allah. And whosoever does that, then they are those who are the losers. So now when Allah addressed the believers, He knows that people have love and attraction towards their children. He knows that you have love and attraction towards wealth. He knows that. He's given you, provided you with this. So Allah is telling us, do not let your, do not let yourself distracted by the wealth and by the children in the remembrance of Allah. And remembrance of Allah is not just you read the Quran without understanding. You apply the rules and regulations wherever you are. That is known as not being distracted by the principles or the do's and the don'ts as described in the ayahs. You are not distracted. It is first lesson given to the parents. That, oh, you believe, let not your wealth and your children distract you about the remembrance of Allah. And whosoever does that, then they are the losers. So we must understand that if we want to become believers in the nearness of Allah, then we should not be distracted by the wealth and the children. This is the point. If we will do it, we will be losers. Further, in Surah Saba 34 and 37, zulfa illa man amana wa and neither your wealth and nor your children can bring you in the nearness to us except who believes and do correct deeds. So they are those whom they, there is multiplied reward for what they did and they are those who are in the secure rooms. Now since people think if they have got wealth or if they have got children, you know it's a concept in the world that people who have got wealth, they think they are the dear ones to Allah. I've come across people who think that they have got wealth because they think Allah loves me, that is why He's given me so much of wealth. Or I have done myself. So this is the concept. 
So Allah says, because I have given you the wealth and because I have given you the children, do not think that you will be near to me. You know, people think like that. God has blessed me with so much wealth as if that he is the chosen one. If he's given kids, male boys or whatever, he thinks he's a chosen one. Allah has blessed me with so much of money. Alhamdulillah. And people think like that. The poor people is thinking that because Allah is not happy with them, that is why they remain poor. And people who are very, very, very rich, they think Allah has given me so much of wealth. For what? Because I'm the, I, I, he's happy with me. It is a responsibility that the wealth that has given to you, how you multiply, how you share with, the, with, the, with, the, with it. That is important. But here Allah says, don't you think like that. وَمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَغْلَادُكُمْ بِاللَّتِي Neither your wealth nor your children can bring you near to us. You can never be near if you've got so much of wealth or so much of children. You can never accept who believe and do correct deeds. If Allah has provided you to wealth, provided you with the wealth or provided with you the children, you must believe and do correct deeds. They are those who will, who, who will, who, whom there is a multiplied reward. And what they did, they are those who are in, are, are in secure rooms. So in this ayah we have come to know that people, if they have got wealth and people who have got children, they should not be thinking in a manner that since Allah has provided me wealth, Allah is happy with me. It is your deeds, it's your works that, that you have to go that we multiply and believe. Now in the Quran, the enemy of all mankind in all time is the shaitan, the devil. And there is a narration in the Quran which I will not go into detail, how the shaitan argues or discusses with Allah and finally Allah tells him, okay, I give you, he grants life, he grants life, give me some time till the day of judgment, I will misguide your people, misguide the people. So what, what Allah says for him, what, what power or what, uh, what is given to the shaitan to, to do so? In this surah, Isa 1764. And Allah says to the shaitan, you can stir up or excite with your voice. Whosoever is obedient from them, and import on them with your school of thought or with your thought and your masculine manners and be their partner in wealth and children. And, prom- and shaitan promised them and promised them and shaitan promised them nothing except delusion. This concept, how to misguide people, Allah has given this power to the shaitan because he asked for it. First is to stir up and or excite with your voice. Stir up what? The feelings and emotions. You see, a person, whenever he's 
worked up or his emotions are high in a situation he loses intelligence and then the shaitan expects you to do wrong to shaitan the shaitan has given this power by allah that he can excite or stir up your voice with your voice now voice is the word in the arabic is saut saut in arabic means sound and a synonym to voice also so how the sound affects people in the world you can see in the world is music music contains sound effects which stir up the feelings of mankind so this the first part is the sound and how the shaitan stir up the feelings of or emotions of of people with the sound is the music first is the music and in the music you, you can hear somebody singing it also affects that is poetry and that is also mentioned in the quran that the shayateen descends on the poets that is mentioned and they say what they do not practice who the the, the poets so whoever is obedient to this this sound we will see will be affected by the sound effect of of the shaitan and import on them the people thoughts you see when are we sitting idle if you have not taking guidance from the quran continuous a thought process chain is going on if you are planning to do something righteous in the nearness of god that is called planning but if your thought process is involved in certain thing which is not fruitful and is not wrong he is importing continuously those thought thought process is coming in your mind so this is the shaitan is importing thought process in your mind and telling you something which is not right in the nearness of god and then he tells you what are the masculine manners he is that is also imported on you so you become you means mankind becomes a victim of this understanding because he comes in contact with the shaitan first before reading the quran every man of the world even in label society muslim society people are reading the quran without understanding in arabic they don't understand anything so you are continuously in contact with the shaitan coming in your mind in thought form in fantasies in hallucinations in in delusions and whatever is coming in your mind now and then it says and uh, and be their partner in wealth and children now how the shaitan plays the role to be a partner in your children because if you are inspired with the with the music you will try to transfer the music if you are inspired the with the school of thought what he has told you he you will inspire the school of thought to your children because they are innocent they are born so whatever you have been inspired you are transferring to the children so all this this masculine manner you go, you are an adult you come in contact with this shaitan the child is born so you were in that society where you took up all this and then you transfer this all to your children 
and shaitan promises them nothing except delusion now delusion is meaning is which is not true simply it doesn't it's not fact so this is how the shaitan also shows what is a masculine manner it tells you this is masculinity if you do such and such this is masculinity and if you believe that what shaitan has told you what are the masculine manners then you transfer this masculine manner to your children if a person is a businessman he will make sure that his son becomes a businessman you are slotting the child he may want to be an architect so this is how you see you generally in, in tribes in in cultures you see the father is like that is a farmer the child becomes the farmer if this father is a politician the son becomes a politician whether you understand or not you force him to become <laughs> like that so this is you know you is importing everything from your father or parents are importing that school of thought is done by the by the shaitan and since we are all in, are in contact with the shaitan we try to enforce our children to believe in, in all these ideas now in the next surah surah al-naam 6 and ayah 137 وَكَذَلِكَ زَيَّنَ لِكَثِيرًا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ قَتْلَ أَوْلَادِهِمْ شُرَكَاؤُهُمْ لِيُرْدُوهُمْ وَلْيَلْبِسُوا عَلَيْهِمْ دِينَهُمْ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا فَعَلُوهُ فَذَرْهُمْ وَمَا يَفْتَرُونَ And likewise for many mushriks associates who associate with Allah their associators have made alluring the killing of the children and destroy them and to clothe their judgment on them and if allah had will they would have not done it so leave them and whatever they are inventing now similarly likewise for many of the mushriks who are the mushriks associates who associates anything with allah in other words they believe in allah's ayas what allah says and also they believe their philosophies or somebody else philosophy you are associating with allah with somebody else philosophy that is a mushrik so allah say likewise for many of the mushriks associates their associates with allah have made alluring meaning making it beautiful the killing of their children and destroying them and to clothe their judgment on them what they think is right they make sure the child believes that so this is how the father or the parents should be very careful since you are programmed into certain philosophies into certain ideologies and the associates who have been believing in the quranic ayas and at the same time they are telling you something so you listen to them and when you listen to them it allows you to kill your children and destroy them and clothe them their their own judgment upon them so what they think is right they make sure the child believes that what the father or mother thinks right in their perspective they make sure that it is being done 
and the child cannot understand why, 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 why it is being, I'm being forced like that. Because of his, he doesn't have intelligence. So this is how the mushriks, because my father must have come to know from people that this is good, it will go to, uh, this thing will take him to Jannah. So that is why I make sure to do so. Anyway, the killing of the children, destroy them and clothe them to the children. How you kill and destroy is because you are forcing something which is not understanding the people. The child cannot understand why I am being treated like that because of his less intelligence. Because he doesn't know. And if Allah had willed, they would have not done it. So leave them and whatever they are inventing. You see, if even if you want to educate the Quran, remember this, I want to make a point, even if you want to educate the Quranic ayahs to your children and teach him them the moral ethics and the morality of the ayahs, the do's and the don'ts, remember one thing. You see, every human being has to go through the process as Allah has ordained. Except for Jesus being a born prophet, no man has to, every man has to go to the wrong track first. Even if you teach him the right, correct thing to the child, with your best possible way, the moral consciousness of the Quranic ayats, he will not believe in practice. The reason is that he is going through a process of age. You can't accept a 14th year or 13 year old kid to be morally conscious like you. You have gone through all the wrongs you have done. The guilt should be there. How the moral, whenever you do mistakes, anybody, I'm talking about adults, when we, have, we come to realization that we have done mistakes and we are accountable for that, it's a turning point that has to come from Allah. So you can't teach the children what is right and wrong and you, even if they know this is right and wrong, they will do wrong. If they know also, it's a human, it's there, built in. You can't expect a child to know from the very child, this is right, this is wrong. He will repeat it to you, this is right and wrong. But he, in, the, in, the, in the life, he will lie to you and will doing wrong. That's the, that's the situation. So in spite of the fact, educating the Quran also, people say, well, from the childhood we must teach the Quran to the child. Child is a child. He wants to, he, he thinks you are a backward person. So he wants to go forward in life. He thinks that he knows more better than you. So he wants to live the light as you were young and you led the life. You now making your child to do what you are doing at this old is not properly also. You are not even so inspired to do the right way. So you see, this is why even in, in, people who are being educated in, this, in the schools of religion, they have just memorized it. They are, have got bro- good brains, they have understood it, but they don't practice. They are just giving vas, sermons for the people to educate, this is what Quran says over this religion is. But don't expect the young kid to practice. Until Allah, Allah guides. Guidance is something else and knowledge is something else. I know something but I am not guided towards it. So children can know in a young age this is right or wrong. But maybe what age he may take the guidance. Guidance is totally a different thing. When you guide yourself then you make sure that you follow. 
So teaching level, we should teach the children from the childhood. People think, I have not studied, I must make sure that I will teach my children right. Because I was ignorant of so many things, so that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean he will take guidance. Guidance is you turn your life towards Allah and you are conscious of it and you want to amend your life. So you can't expect a young child until it's an exceptional case that he wants to be right in the nearness of God from the very childhood. Masses I have not come across that children are living or conscious of the Quran or taking guidance. They may be memorizing it, they memorize in the schools and get, get A grades. This is going on. So Surah Mum Tahinna 60 verse and I 12. Ya yun nabiyu ida jaakal mu'minat yuba yi'naka ala Allah yushikna billahi shayya wala yasrikna wala yaznina wala yaktulna awladawna wala yatina bi bahutanin bi bahutanin yaftarinahu bi'ayna aydihinna wa arjulihinna wala yasinaka fi ma'rufin O Prophet, when believing woman comes to you, to make a deal with you. Over that they will not associate anything with Allah and they will not steal and, and they will not commit adultery and they will not kill their children and they will not come with a slander or false charge. Inventing for that which is between their hands and legs and they will not disobey you in that which is known, acknowledged. Then have a deal with them and seek forgiveness for them from Allah. Surely Allah is all forgiving, merciful. In this ayah, the role of mother is coming. And a very important ayah. You see, it says, believing woman. Again, I'm talking, these ayahs are referring to believing men and believing women. It's not referring to non-believers or who are not practicing. O Prophet, when believing woman comes to you, you have, you have a deal with you over that they will not associate with Allah. This is one point. They will not associate with Allah anything. They first have to make Allah as the judge. Do not associate with anything Allah. They will not steal. This is for men also, but specifically here is mentioned with women. They will not commit adultery. Men also committing adultery, but women also if commit adultery. So especially a woman, and they will not kill children. So if I read these all this, and she is married, the son is seeing or the daughter is seeing that my mother is stealing. My mother is doing committing adultery. My mother is slandering, putting a false charge on people. Is it not killing the children? Children will be killed. How could a son or a child, when he sees her, his mother doing all these wrong acts, because everything, the spirit of Allah, the essence of Allah is within our conscience, in our minds, in our hearts. The truth. So when Allah is specifically is telling to the women here, not to men, because if the men also does, it affects the child, but it affects more if the woman does. Because they are the because they are born of a woman. 
children are born of women, they are more attached to women. So that is why Allah said they will not associate anything with Allah. So, so they will not steal, that means the child will be affected. They will not commit adultery, the child will be affected. They will not kill their children. And they do not come with a slander or false charge, inventing for that which is between their hands and in their leg, between their legs. Putting a false charge that this guy is after me. They will not disobey you in which is known. They will not disobey the Prophet which is right and known and acknowledged. Then have a deal with them and seek forgiveness for them from Allah. So why I am telling you this is a specific deal in the Quran. All these acts are also committed by man. Believing men also doing all this. But in the Quran it is specifically related to women because they, they share a more responsibility in other words because they carry the child in nine months in the mother's womb and then they breastfeed them and finally they are attached to the children. No matter whatever the father thinks that he can attract the children more, they will never be. The children are always attached to mother more than fathers. So though no, no child or son or daughter cannot see their mother wrong. They can't see the father also wrong. But father they can have an opposition. They can stand against the father but it is very difficult to stand against the mother. Because they were all the time taking everything asking from their mother. So that is why in the Quran there is no confrontation anywhere whatsoever between mother and the son or the daughter. It is always a confrontation between the father. So that is why this ayah is specifically mentioned in the Quran for, for women. Believing women, they have to be more careful. Why? Because they have to play the role of a mother. And it is a heavy role on mother to, go, to get in, into involved into all these acts because no son or daughter will like it. And in the Western society or the society where there is a free society, all these happenings are going on there and the rate of divorce is multiplied. Number, every time it's multiplied because it's, everything is going in this, in this manner. So it is not specifically West or East, it is what I am saying is that these laws that they will not steal, they will not commit adultery, they will not kill their children, they will not come to a slander of false charge inventing for that which is between their hands and legs, they will not display, disobey you in which is known, acknowledged, then have a deal with the, with, with the believers, women and seek forgiveness for them. So women should be more conscious or cautious, they are already but they should be further more conscious or cautious why Allah addressed to the, in the Quran the Nabi, the Prophet should make a deal with the believing woman. Because these are all parents' relationship with the children. And in this, in this ayah, mother is related. And in Surah Isra 17, ayah 31, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ خَشْيَةَ إِمْلَاقِ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُهُمْ وَيَّاكُمْ إِنَّ قَتْلَهُمْ كَانَ خِطًا كَبِيرًا And you do not kill your children for the, from the fear of poverty. We give sustenance to them and to you. Surely their killing is a big mistake. Now how, 
once physically killing the children and psychologically killing the children how would you kill physically can a person kill his child physically so normally people have taken this ayah as in in the in the state of abortion you see they think when a woman is pregnant and the child's formation starts it's not a child it's it's a development of formation of a child within the womb finally when it is given the child is even given birth is a child alive or dead when it is alive that is your alat that is your walad boy or a girl that is child not in the womb so when he, she or child this child is born how a man or a woman or the parents kill their child psychologically or physically because of imlaq imlaq means poverty the reason is poverty so i don't know you have heard or not there are there are people in in rural areas they sell the children do you know about it they sell the children that's the killing because they are so poor they are producing children and they are selling like commodities one of the reasons or then they might motivate motivate them to steal because they are poor they make you see on the on the street you see small little kids for beggars they are used as beggars the small little kids you have got you know you have feelings for this little boy who's asking on the street you may misuse them you're killing their child because he doesn't want to beg but he is being forced to beg because of poverty there can be many reasons for you know you are killing the children because of poverty men and women both or you think because of the class that that if i got many children i will not be able to give education properly because i don't have finances so they have family planning and they they don't produce children this is also withholding because the more you think in your way because allah says we provide sustenance to you and to them so if you think that you are the judge that if i will have more children i cannot give time and i cannot give them proper education it is your thinking so you stop it and you don't want to have more children you have two children and that these very two children make up first to you two or three or 10 that doesn't make a difference the thing is that you should not kill your children due to you think it is poverty i am not producing more children i am a poor fellow how can i have so many children so this quran says that do not kill your children for the fear of poverty we provide you sustenance to them and to you also so this is also very important that people are killing because of their poverty now this ayah refers to wives and the children i have dealt this i because the children is also mentioned this verse ya ayyuhalladhina amanu inna min azwajikum wa auladikum aduwwan lakum fa'dharuhum wa in ta'fu wa tasfahu wa taghfiru fa inna allaha ghafurur rahim o you believe surely amongst your pairs or wives and your children are enemies for you so be cautious of them and if you pardon and shake hands and forgive them then surely allah is forgiving merciful 
This is a very beautiful relationship with children. You see, Allah addresses to the believers that not everyone, but from the children, from amongst your wives, azwaj means wives who are your parents, believers, because addressing to the believers, so they may be believing, and your awlad means your children, are enemies for you. Are enemies for you. So be cautious of them. And if you pardon them and forgive them, surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. How can the children be an enemy to you, the believers? The most important thing is the shaitan. Shaitan creates disunity and disharmony anywhere in any relationship. So being a believer, the children can be enemy to you if they follow the shaitan or they are inspired by the shaitan. So you want to try them, try to guide them, but they don't listen to you. So what you have to do? You beat them? No. You be cautious of them and if you pardon them and shake hands and forgive them, surely Allah is forgiving merciful. This is an act of the parents towards or the father towards the children. Understanding that they should forgive them, shake hands with them, and surely Allah is forgiving merciful. This is the duty of every parent if they find their children are in strong opposition. You see, there are children who are psychological disorder or sometimes the parents have psychological disorder. Then you must see and concern a psychiatric treatment or doctor. If they are normal and creating troublemaking, then you must be cautious of them. Keep in mind they, they, will, they can use your feelings. They can use your emotion to misguide you or you should be distracted from the remembrance of Allah. Distracted from the remembrance of Allah. Shake hands and forgive them and surely Allah is forgiving merciful. Further says in the in this continuity, Innama amwalukum wa awladukum fitna. Wallahu indahu ajunazim. Surely your wealth and your children are captivation. And near Allah is a great reward. Now in the Arabic word fitna means captivation. In Urdu, it means something destructive. You see, the same word in Arabic fitna, if you translate, if I say the children are fitna, means is a troublemaker. In Arabic, it means captivation. You are captive because of the feelings and emotions toward your children, you are captive towards them. You are captivated. You understand captivation? Dil fareta. A parent is a dil fareta, a captivation towards their children. They are not a fitna creating trouble. In Urdu language, the fitna word is, is a person who creates trouble. But Arabic word fitna means you are captive towards to your children. Because you have so much attachment and love for your children, so you become captive. And once you become a captive, you start doing what the child wants. You cannot withhold yourself by the orders of Allah or the governing ayahs, but you listen to the child. And because of your love 
you let it go what he wants so you must understand every parent is a captive allah is telling us with wealth you are captive you want much of the wealth and you want that they are, they are captive i am captive to my child you don't want you want to if you got money and wealth you want to give him the best possible uh, more than you also to your children this is captivation you can do it but in the matters of religion in the matters of the quran you must hold yourself otherwise you're losing yourself so that is why allah says surely your wealth and your children are captivation that means you are captivated you will like to do things which are not right in the nearness of god for your children this is also you are losing their them and they are being destroyed surah al imran 3 and ayah 14 zuyna lin nasi hubbu shawati min an nisa wal banina wal qanatir al muqantarati min al dhahabi wal fidda wal khayl al musawwamati wal an'am wal harth dhalika mata'u al hayati ad dunya wallahu 'indahu husnul ma'ab adornment for people is is the love of desires for women and sons and heaped up heap of gold and silver and marked horses and cattle and cultivated land that is the enjoyment of the world worldly life and the beautiful resort is near allah now in this ayah there are four five categories mentioned that for men and women both are adornments adornments means that you have the love and desire for these things every man and woman have adornment for another woman every woman adorns another woman who admires or attraction for women also is a woman adornment and for men and women both adorns women men and women both adorns sons sons and then they adorn gold heap of gold you can see they want gold silver marked horses means they are the the nasli horse horses and cattle and a cultivated land this is the enjoyment of worldly life and the beautiful sword is near allah so every man and woman adorn these things and in our lecture today is the father and children relationship so in this ayah there is a distinction of love and affections towards the son every man and every woman expects to have a son as a child in the whole world because they are adornment so you must understand how what will happen every man and woman adorns sons everyone wants sons so the question is there are daughters are also born so what happens when a daughter is born somewhere so allah is describing the personality of people whom a daughter is born now this is a parent children relationship remember this surah an-nas 16 and ayah 58 and 59 wa idha bushira ahadun biluntha dhalla wajhu muswadda wa huwa kazim 
when good news is given to one of them with a female, his face is overshadowed with blackness and he is suppressed with inward grief. It is not referring to man only, it is men and women both. Allah says whenever the good news is given to one of them with a female, when a female child is born, the behavior of certain men is, or woman, his face is overshadowed with blackness and he suppresses inward grief. He is not happy or she is not happy that I have got a child or a woman child. And further it says about the same personality, Yatawara min al qawmi min su'in ma bushirabi ayyum sikuhu ala hoon am yadusuhu fir turab ala sa ma yahkumun. He pretends keep secret from the people with badness. What good, good news was given with it? Does he hold to it on disgrace or shame? And he buries it in the dust. What a bad behavior with what he governed or judged. Now in this world, when a female child is born, this is the behavior of some people. This is the behavior. He pretends, I mean, he thinks that oh, everybody is happy when son is born. Even the, uh, 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 in a maternity home, the nurses are happy, the doctors are happy. Believe me, every nurse, every daughter are happy. And about the girl, nurse, even nurse is not happy, the doctors are not happy. I mean, <laughs> so this is what I'm saying, and especially the father or the mother. It says the black is, is over, the, the news comes to them as a child, as a child, girl is born, that happens, the face is overshadowed. The face is overshadowed with blackness, suppress inward grief. You see, this is the behavior of those people. He, and he pretends, you know, he pretends keep secret from the people with badness. He pretends that I am happy, he pretends when the when badness is God. What good news was given with it? Does he hold to it disgrace or shame? He feels it shameful to have a, children, a girl born and he buries himself in the dust. What a bad behavior is that what they govern and judge. It's a bad behavior Allah says because it's a creation of Allah, the female. This is the behavior. So further, the, the same person, Allah says, who is that person? Surah Zukru 4318. Is then who is being brought up in decoration luxury and he is in the quarrelsome controversy other than clarification. The one to whom this good news was given or the child is, is a female, so the behavior of this person is that he is the one who is being brought up in decoration like he himself. Who? The father or the mother? He himself was brought up in decoration luxury and he is the quarrelsome controversy. The person who feels too much if the child is a girl, 
he himself is a quarrelsome person and create controversy because of the inward grief and he will be without cl clarification remember this is very important point that people who are brought up in luxuries in life they feel much as compared to the people who are born in poverty if the girl is born the people who are brought up in decoration luxury he is quarrelsome controversy khisam is the husband he doesn't like it so why i'm telling you this because this is a is 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 a big problem all over the world all over the world men and women prefer sons and they don't like if a girl is born and why because allah says because they themselves are uh, brought up in luxury and further he also says that he want to hide his face into sand and he feel you know inward grief black shadow is on his face he does like the why girl is born this is all wrong and surah taqweer 81 8 and 9 and when she is she was buried alive will be questioned with which sin she was being killed now there are two aspects of this verse either you killed physically that that in india they say the girl is born they killed you know that they are physically killed when they find out even if they found in the mother's womb they kill or after the production they kill so let's say when she was buried alive and in this world if they are with the in the same house with the with the sons they are treated in uh, uh, it says she is not given the attention and love and compassion as compared to the boys. You parents are not giving the same love and affection and equality to the daughter as compared to boys. Because boys are adornment. But that doesn't mean you leave them out as insignificant to an unimportant person living in the house, the daughter. So this is very wrong behavior between parent-children relationship that we must not realize the daughters that they are insignificant. No matter, no matter, Allah, you have got adornment for your sons. That's listen to the Quran. We can't deny the fact that Allah has made the sons as adornment. But if the daughters are born, you must make sure, you make it your sure that they should not have that complex developed. This is known as burying them alive. They are alive, but they are buried. Where is my son? So, <laughs> this is very important. Now, what the children, knowing all this, that the parents have got these difficulties in their lives, how they should coop up and what they should do. Surah Al-Isra 17, Ayah 23. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ اللَّهَ تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا And your Lord has accomplished that you do not serve anyone except Him and be good with your parents when anyone of them attain an old age 
one of them or both of them near you. So do not say to both of them a word of contempt, dishonor. And do not deprive or repel both of them and say an honorable saying to both of them. In Islam, there is no tit for that. Even the fathers and the mothers were unjustified to you people, the sons or children. You, you the children are ordered. This is an order to children how they should behave to their parents when they are grown up and when they are old. Because now they are behaving like a child. So what you should do for the children, Allah is saying, they should be good to their parents when any one of them attain an old age or any one of them or both of them near you. So do not say to both of them a word of contempt and dishonor. You see, when a child, you must think like this. A child cannot think until he gets married. Believe me. You see, child, when he was a child, from the very childhood he is doing wrong things. You know, wetting, bedwetting. And so many wrong things, repeatedly doing wrong things again and again. But the mother, especially the mother, even father also tried to console, tried to take care of the child. But when an old man starts doing, you know, he's too old, cannot take care of things, he forget it, they laugh. You cannot do, you have to take care as they take care of you when you are a child. So there is a be good with your parents when any one of them attain old age, one of them or both of them near you. So do not say to both of them a word of contempt, dishonor, because they never said it when you were young. They never said it. They repeatedly take care of you, repeatedly, years and years until you become young and smart. They did it. Day and night they did it, especially the mother. So now you have to do it return. If they can't have this uh, strength in them, they're losing their mind, they're, they, they, they can't do things themselves properly, you have to take care of them. Do not use even a word of contempt. And do not deprive both of them and say an honorable saying to both of them. You cannot deprive them. By getting married, leave the wife, uh, leave the mother, Sada Baba. We'll send you money. No problem. I want to live in abroad with my, with my wife. So mother is alone. The father is alone. They worked hard for you. They did all the effects they put. And now you say, Salaam alaikum, bye-bye. And they live with walls. They're living with walls. You're writing a few letters. What letters? Or you're emailing or you're talking on internet these days. So you cannot leave them. You have to be honorable to them. And further he says, uh, continuity, وَاخْفِذْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُرْ رَبِّهِ وَقُرْ رَبِّ رَحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبِّ يَعْنِ صَغِيرًا And from the mercy, lower the wings in humility, humbleness for both of them and say, O oh my Lord, be merciful on both of them as they both Cherish me when I was little. Now what happened? You see, when a person becomes young and powerful in his youth, young age, 
Allah gave him, you know, you know, give him status in life. So in successful in life, he's successful. But his father was a, suppose a driver. Or suppose his father was a, a sweeping, sweeper. But the son, Allah gave him so much wealth. Now you are feeling shy that he's my father. So that is the humility. He says, from the mercy of lower the wings in humility, humbleness for both of them. And say, oh my Lord, be merciful, merciful on both of them as they both cherished me with when I was little. In any aspect, if Allah has given you more what their, your father or mother had, if you have uh, ex- uh, exalted in comparison to your parents, still you have to lower your humility. You should be lower your humility and humbleness towards them. Because you are born of them. You are born of them. So you have to be in humility and humbleness all the time to your old parents. And pray to Allah, Oh my Lord, be merciful on them. Both of them. Husband and wife, both. And both as they both cherished me when I was little. When I was nothing. Little means nothing. Born from the first day, for the first hour. What was your position at that time? You have to, you, you say, as they cherished me when I was little. You have to do the same. And you ask Allah for mercy on them. So these ayahs means and explains how to have relationship with father and mother, the child has to have. Whether they slaughter you or they kill you, but your behavior is like this. And Surah Al-Aqaf 4617 وَهُمَا يَسْتَغِيثَانِ اللَّهِ وَيْلَكَ آمِنْ إِنَّ وَعْضَ اللَّهِ حَقٍ فَيَقُولُوا مَا هَذَا إِلَّا أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ And he who said to his parents, Oof! Word of contempt, dishonor for you. Do you promise me that I will expel? And definitely ages have passed before me. And both of them seek aid from Allah. Woe to you, have belief to his son. Surely promise of Allah is true. Then he says, this is nothing except lines of the earlier people. Now there are sons and children who really hurt their parents. And this is about them. And the one who said to his parents, word of contempt means they dishonor, they dishonor their parents. Those who are dishonoring, dishonoring or doing oof to their parents, having no respect, of, respect for the parents, for you. And he, why he says he's not having, he said, do you promise, he's telling his parents, do you promise me that I will be expelled? And definitely ages have passed before me. I'm a young man, ages have passed before me and I'm young and strong. Do you think I am being expelled by, by not following or by not obeying you? By not, if I am saying, oof, and I am not respecting you, do you think I will be expelled? This is the quotation of the son or the children when they are grown up. 
do you promise me that I will be expelled and definitely ages have passed before me and the parents said and both of the parents said they seek aid from Allah in spite of the fact the children are saying oof disrespecting their parents they said and both of them said seek aid from Allah woe to you have belief this is a quotation of the parents to the children saying that woe woe to you have belief do not say these things do not say oof have belief surely the promise of Allah is true then he surely this is nothing except lines of the earlier people what the son and the children replied in spite of the fact the parents said and both of them seek aid from Allah woe to you believe have belief surely the promise of Allah is true this is the parents quotation to the children but the child the, the, the children said then he says this is nothing these are lines or stories of the earlier people nothing is going to happen to me I have do you promise me that I will be expelled oh, look I am young and tough life has passed on me and definitely ages have passed before me nothing has happened to me <laughs> so this you must understand this is going on people or the children who do not respect or do not honor their parents still the parents is telling them have belief do not say all this if they are believers because this is referring to the believers have belief woe to you have belief and seek for aid from Allah they seek aid from Allah and the same again surely the promise of Allah is true the parents are saying it but the children say this is nothing except the lines these are just lines or stories of the earlier people this is the behavior of the people or the children who do not respect their parents who are full of dishonor to their parents <clears throat> Surah Al-Ankabur 29 verse 8 وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْدِ حُسْنَا وَإِنْ جَاهَدَكَ لِتُشْرِكَ بِي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِعِلْمِ فَلَا تُتِعْهُمَا إِلَيَّ مَرْجِعُكُمْ فَأُنَبِّكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ And we testify man to do good with his parents and if they strive that you associate with me then you do not that you do not have knowledge with it so do not obey them you have to return towards me then I will inform you with what you do now this is the behavior Allah is saying to the believer children if they have got belief if they have got understanding of the Quranic ayat and they believe now in that aspect if the parents say something which you have, people have no knowledge then you can disobey them we testify men to do good with his parents that is the normal behavior we should be good to his parents and if they strive that you associate with me if the parents strive that you should associate with Allah that you do not have knowledge if the parents are forcing you to strive they are striving that you should be a mushrik that means you should believe in the, in the philosophy of the mushrik and Allah or you can also believe Allah also and at the same people's ideologies 
then you do not, which you do not have, have no knowledge with it, which that you do not have knowledge with it, so do not obey them. In this condition, Allah said, do not obey your parents. You have to return towards me, I will inform you with what you do. In only one condition is allowed that the children comes to know, grown-up children, I'm talking not child children, any grown-up adult children who come to know that our parents are asking us, forcing us to believe Allah and the associates. In that aspect, you cannot obey them. But before you just jump on to the conclusion, there is an ayat I will read further, that first you have to deliver the message. If you are getting the message, suppose that some children are coming here, but their parents are not coming. So you are getting the message, that means I will not obey my father. No, you have to deliver the message first. And it will take some time. And finally, like Ibrahim Islam, there is an example by the Ibrahim Islam. Finally, Ibrahim Islam's father said, I will stone you or I will put you into the fire. That teaches the point. Then only you can dissociate. Otherwise, you just not, in one day you listen to the ayat, tomorrow you start disobeying your father. It's not like that. In Surah Luqman 31, 15 ayah. وَإِنْ جَاهَدَكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْرِكَ بِهِ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمِ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفَ وَاتَّبِعْ سَبِيلَ مَنْ أَنَابَ إِلَيَّ ثُمَّ إِلَيَّ مَرْجِعُكُمْ فَأُنَبِّكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ And if they, the parents, strive you, strive with you so that you associate with me of that you have no knowledge with it, so you do not obey them and accompany them with what is acknowledged, recognized in the world. So follow the way of the one who is a deputy towards me. Then you will return towards me. So I will inform, prophesize you with what you were doing. Now again the same ayah, similar ayah, but here is further telling you something. That if your parents strive with you so that you associate with Allah somebody else. If you are doing that, you are associating with Allah somebody else. If your parents are asking you to associate Allah with somebody else. And you have no knowledge about that thing. So do not obey them. But however, you accompany with them with what is acknowledged. Means you, are, you don't have to just leave them or leave them alone. No, you have to accompany them. Live with them in the best possible manner. In spite of the fact you came to know, you came to know that they are forcing you to, uh, they are striving you to associate someone with Allah. But you do not obey them, but leave them, accompany them, which is recognized in the world. You can't just leave them alone. You have to accompany them nicely. And follow the way of the one who is the deputy towards me. Now whom you have to listen? To the one who is calling towards Allah, towards the eyes of Allah. But live with them in a nice manner. Accompany them. Do not obey them. Obey the one who is a deputy towards Allah. 
these are the, in the Quranic eyes, the, all the messengers are deputy and up. So you have to follow that. Then I will inform you, prophesize you in what you are doing. So in this eye we have come to know that if the parents are doing struggling or struggling, that you start associating Allah with somebody else, do not obey them, but accompany them, live with them in a nice manner, which is acknowledged, recognized, but obey the one who invites you to the towards Allah. You have to follow him. Surah Luqman 31-33 Ya ayyuhan nasu taqu rabbakum waqshaw yawman la yajzi walidun am waladi wala mauludun huwa jazin am walidihi shayya inna wa'adallahi haq fala taghurrunnakumul hayatu dunya wala yaghurrunnakum billahi al-ghurura O mankind take guard from your Lord and fear the day when no father can reward about his son and no son can reward about anything to his father. Surely the promise of Allah is true and let not the worldly life delude you and let not him, the chief deceiver, delude you about Allah deluding. Now in this ayah, you, you see Allah said the father cannot give reward to the son in the matters of religion and Islam in Quran. Neither the son can give reward to the, to the father. It is both ways. You cannot blame your father and neither the father can blame the son. Every individual is single. Blaming or reward, both, you know, in Arabic, jaza means uh, reward. But it is also referred to saza. But the question is, you see, if suppose the father is not right. You see, nowadays, in, in the worldly life, people always blame the father or the father blames the son. It is a normal practice. Because of my father was such, such, I am like that. Or the son blames the father or the son, or the father blames the son. I, my, lost, my life is in trouble because of the, my son. You see, Allah says very clearly, you are an individual and you are responsible for your actions. So, O mankind, take guard from your Lord and fear the day when no father can reward about his son and no son can reward about, about his father. Surely, promise of Allah is true and let not the worldly life delude you and let not him, the chief deceiver, delude you about Allah's deluding. So in this ayah, this is very clear that a man should know, a father should know that I cannot do any benefit to my son, wrong or right. I can educate. You understand? Education is something different. But you cannot benefit him or reward, give him reward in the nearness of Allah. Similarly, the son cannot give reward to the father. Educate, he can educate like Ibrahim educated his father. But the benefit is, it lies in the nearness of Allah. So no, no father can benefit the son, the son cannot benefit the father. And the example I will read in the further. You see, you can always share the message of Allah to each other. But the true sense, what happens is the result in the hands of Allah. You cannot blame any to each, each other. Okay, because of you, I have become like this. Or because of you, I have spoiled my life. 
or because you, I, I have done this. It is you yourself. And in the Christianity, if you note, they say Adam committed a sin on the, uh, in, the, in, in the Bible when he was in the garden because he was pro- provided with the Eve. So Eve, according to the Bible, I'm reading the Bible. So the Eve, because of the Eve, they ate the fruit. Because Eve was interested in eating the fruit, so she made sure that Adam also ate it. So they both ate the fruit. So Allah questions Adam, why, why did you add the fruit when I asked you not to eat it in the Bible? So he points the finger to the, his wife. In this Eve, she, she made me to do so. Passing the buck to the wife. So meaning all the time, everything women are doing wrong. We are pious people, men. Women are doing wrong. This is biblical concept. So when they both ate the food, they were thrown out from the garden. And the punishment was given to them that you men, I'm talking about Bible now, that you men will work hard and labor for, for earn, uh, you will earn food uh, uh, nourishment. You will earn. And mother will bear babies. This is a punishment of God to both men and women. And then this original sin that they committed, it is inherited among us. So now, now all we are doing is wrong because they did it wrong. If they would have not done wrong, we would have not, they, they were not thrown out from there. So they say the original sin is inherited. Inherit, you understand? Inherit means my father was wrong, so I am wrong because my father was wrong. In the Quran it is not like such. You see, the goodness of any man can be transferred genetically to the son. The badness will never transfer. But in the Bible it is because they committed wrong, so we are committing wrong. So this original sin is the concept of the Bible. So they say, well look at his father, he was like this, that's why sons are like that. It is wrong. Ibrahim's father was a Moshe, Ibrahim was a messenger of God. Nuh son was a messenger, but his son was not. So why not this, this nur or the light went into that? So only remember the goodness is transferred, not the badness. Similarly, what you leave for your children is the profit, not the loss. You understand physical profit. If I am dying, if I have got some profit with me, it will be left over. But if I have lost everything, it cannot be left over for my children, right? Similarly, the, the good things that I have done is with Allah. So it can be transferred in my genes to my children. But the bad things that I did will never be transferred. This is the law of nature. So, but in the, in the Bible, it's all the other way around. Because Adam did commit sin, then it is, that is a compulsion that we will all commit sin. We are committing sin not because of Adam, we are committing sin because of the Satan. He is misguiding us. And we all come across with this Satan first, then we come to Quran. I told you in the beginning, it is the Satan who is misguiding all the time. So this is why I want to clear that the father will not bear the iniquity of the son, neither the son will bear the iniquity of the father. And Surah, Surah Luqman 31 and Ayah 34, Inna Allah indahu ilmu 
وينزل الغيث ويعلم ما في الأرحام وما تذي نفس ماذا تكسب غذا وما تذي نفس بأي أذن تموت إن الله عليم خبير Surely Allah has the knowledge of the hour near him. He sends down rain and he knows what is in the wombs. And no soul self psyche can perceive what she will earn tomorrow. And no soul self psyche can perceive in which land she will die. Surely Allah is knowing aware. Now in this ayah there is a very important point I would like to emphasize and that is that people have misunderstood certain portion of this ayah because of the translation. The first part says, Allah says, Surely Allah has the knowledge of the hour. Do we have the knowledge of the hour? We don't have the knowledge of the hour. He sends down rain and he knows what is in the wombs. He knows what is in the wombs. And you can see a small first stop there in Arabic, what is the wombs? He stops. Allah, when He speaks, and then He says, He knows what is in the wombs. Is the first stop there? Or can you see the first stop in Arabic? So, what is, the, what is in the wombs? A male child or a female child? Okay? or are both sexes. So by scanning you can come to know. By scanning uh, nowadays you can come to it's a, it's a male child or female you can come to know. By ultrasound. So but Allah did not say you cannot know. He says Allah knows what is in the wombs. So he didn't say you cannot know. He didn't say that. And if it makes a full stop there that means you can know. But the further what he says is after full stop he said and no soul, self-psyche, can perceive what she will earn tomorrow. That you can know? Can anybody know what he will earn tomorrow? No. And no soul, self-psyche, can perceive in which land he will die. At that when in the womb. Allah knows in the, when the child is in the wombs, He knows that what she will earn tomorrow, that you can never know then you can never know where he's going to die at that time. So Allah is telling in this context, people are saying, look, Allah, nowadays we also, the Quran, uh, Allah says, you don't know. Uh, Allah knows. Where does Allah say, Allah, you cannot know? Allah says, again I read, He sends, he, and He knows what is in the wombs, full stop. That means you can also know the child sex. He is not describing the child sex, but if you want to know the child sex, you can know. But what he says you can never know is that no soul can psyche can perceive what she will earn tomorrow. That you cannot know, can never know. And no soul psyche can perceive in which land she will die at that time when she is pregnant, when she is in the womb, when the child is in the womb. You can never know that. So people do, nowadays, still today, people do not have this, you know, uh, belief that if we, we come to know the child, it is wrong, haram. Believe me. It, because Allah says you, don't, you cannot know. You can know. He doesn't say you cannot know. He says Allah knows what is in the womb. You can also know the, what is in the womb, so what? But what you cannot know, still you cannot know, and in the future you will not come to know, that that 
what is in the womb, where he is going to die tomorrow and what he is going to earn tomorrow, you cannot know that. So this is a very distinct clear right? because people are writing in a manner that, that nobody knows what is in the womb. Now the, the scientist has come to know, so Ayat is wrong. Ayat is not wrong. Ayat is correct in what Allah says. Surah Aqaf 4615 verse. And we gave testimony to man to be nice, beautiful with his parents. His mother carried pregnant with him dislikingly and she placed, gave birth to him dislikingly and she carried pregnancy with him and his separation weaning is 30 months until he reaches his maturity strength that, and he reaches 40 years. In this ayah, Allah says to mankind that they should be, children should be nice and beautiful with his parents. His mother carried the child, carried him, was pregnant dislikingly and he placed, gave birth dislikingly. It is a, a difficult task that the mother goes through. So Allah is reminding the children that this is very important for us to understand. And she carried pregnancy with him and his separation and weaning is 30 months until he reaches his maturity strength he reaches the 40 years. Now I would like to just disturb another ayat. You can note down the reference, Bakra 2, 233. It refers to mothers. It says, Wal walidatu It simply means mother should feed them, their children, completing two, two surroundings. One surrounding is in the mother's womb. One surrounding for the child is in the mother's womb. The other surrounding is outside the womb that is breastfeeding. So both of these surroundings should be completed and that month is written is 30 months. That they have to complete the two surroundings. One is the inner surrounding and one is the outer surrounding and total becomes 30 months. So now you see, if the child is born of nine months, how much the breastfeeding would be? 21 months. It is not two years. It all depends upon the child. If the child is born of 10 months, it would be 20? 20 months. If the child is born of 8 months, it would be 23 months. Because you have to make 30. 30 months is, is, is the number given. So it is not a fixed amount of number. It all varies according to the birth of the child. Because Allah says, They have to complete two, two surroundings. Now when he reaches 40 years, imagine, this is very important, before that he is not understanding anything. What and how to respect their mothers. When he reaches 40 years, 
the same person says qala rabbi awzini an ashkura ni'mataka allati anamta alayya wa ala walidayya wa an a'mala salihan tardahu wa aslih li fi dhuriyati inni tubtu ilayk wa inni minal muslimin when he reached 40 years he said oh my lord allocate assign me that i am thankful for your blessing that you bless over me and over my parents and that I do correction you are pleased with it and correct for me in, in offsprings, descendants surely I return repent towards you and surely I am from the Muslim submitters after 40 years he was not listening but Allah said in the eyes after 40 years he understood he said oh my lord allocate assign me that I am thankful for your blessings that you blessed over me and over my parents and that I do correction you are pleased with it and correct for me in my offsprings now he's asking Allah that to correct from my offsprings also that you correct from my offsprings because the offsprings are not in my control Descendants. So I return, repent towards you, and surely I am from the Muslim submitters. So this ayah is explaining us that people, when they reach maturity age, 40 years, where the downfall starts of every human being, then he realizes all this this uh, moral consciousness of Allah's ayahs. You see, when when you are young, we listen to the talks and intellectually understand things. In sincerely we do not perceive as it, it should be perceived. We may understand it, but we don't implement our, our practice because we are too young to understand all these things. Because there is always some, there are exceptions, but generally in 40 years Allah says they, they realize now is the time to understand. Now we, we, are, we should correct ourselves we have realized that you have blessed my parents and further I have due correction you are pleased with it and I, I correct for me in my offspring descend, I repent towards you I say sorry towards you I am from the Muslim submitters now this ayah Surah Tawbah 9, 23 and 24 Ya <laughs> Awliya in istahabbu al-kufra ala al-eeman wa man yatawallahum minkum fawlaikum al-zalimun qul in kana abaukum wa abnaakum wa ikhwanukum wa azwajukum wa ashiratukum wa amwalu niktaraftumuha wa tijaratun takshawna kasadaha wa masakinu tardawnaha أحب إليكم من الله ورسوله وجهاد في سبيله فتربصوا حتى يأتي الله بأمره والله لا يهدي القوم الفاسقين. Oh, you believe? Do not take your fathers and sisters and your brothers as protectors if they seek to love rejection over belief. That is Adin, the judgment of Islam attained, and whosoever from you take them as protectors they are the oppressors say 
if your fathers and sisters and your sons and your brothers and your pairs or wives and your relatives and the wealth to which you are committed and the businesses in which you fear a slum and the residence in which you are pleased you have more love towards them than Allah and his messenger and jihad to strive in his way then wait until Allah comes with his order and Allah does not guide the people who are liberals who take the liberty of not practicing it now in this ayah Allah is informing both the children and the fathers everybody is being informed over overall oh believe take not your fathers ancestors or your brothers as protectors if they seek to love rejection over belief the judgment of our islam to attain peace so if you people find out look you cannot cut off if suppose i am i have i have got the knowledge of the ayas and i see my family members are ignorant of it i just cut off no i have to make sure i keep on delivering the message and practicing myself people think that they are right so they cut off that is not right approach the right approach is you make sure whenever the situation arises you discuss in this i doesn't say you just cut off you do not make them as your protectors you you do not have them with intimate intimate talks you keep a distance and have a dialogue or discuss with them so protectors means you do not take your protects of your fathers and brothers and sons if they seek love to rejection over belief and whosoever turns whosoever from you take them as protectors they are oppressors and if your fathers or ancestors and your sons and your brothers and your pair of wives and your relatives and the wealth to which you are committed and the business in which you fear slum and the residence in which you are pleased you have more love towards them than allah and his messenger and jihad to strive in his way you see in these categories we mankind in all times they are the most dearest things for us every man number 1 father is a bondage that can never be breakable ancestor your sons your brothers your pairs of wives and your relatives and the wealth you have which you have committed and the business in you fear a slum and the residence in which you delight or you are pleased you more, you have more love towards them than allah and his messenger and jihad to strive in his way then you you wait until allah becomes with his comes with his order so these in this you will see the son and father is both of them are mentioned and the rest of all the things that are to be loved and people love who don't love loving them is not wrong but not beyond the orders of allah you can love all these things but it says if you love more then what allah has said in the ayat of the quran meaning you are surpassing the orders of allah then it is dangerous for you and for the children or for for the family and everything in the business everything so you can love them but you cannot surpass the laws of god that is what he say you have more love towards them than allah and his messenger 
and to jihad to strive in his way then wait until allah comes with his order of destruction and allah does not guide the people who are liberals taking the liberty of not practicing it so we must understand why i am talking about this hal that all the emotional attachment to your fathers brothers sisters ancestors businesses the the, the residences everything allah has made not uh, below what you have to have more love you see as you love your father you must have more love to god as you love your brother you have to have more love to allah we when allah is not known how can you love of, of nothing can you love somebody which you don't even comprehend so you have to understand how you love allah when you read an ayah and it it gives you peace of mind it when allah communicates you and when you understand the ayah's essence it is an emotional attachment with that ayah that is how you start loving allah you see it it is just words how do you get influenced by other people because the father and the mother and the brother and the sister or the business everything they are they speak words father speak words brother speak words sister speak words they show their love and affection so allah is also showing love and affection to mankind there if you hear the words if you hear the words and if you comprehend the words and you have feelings and attached to the words then the love begins in you otherwise how can you love allah so one of the as allah says if you love allah follow me the messenger so if you love allah you cannot love allah when you don't know what allah is how can you love something which you don't you don't understand you know your father you know your brother you know the businesses you know the residences what is comforts so similarly if you say i love allah then you must know how to love allah and you cannot love allah if it's an idol in your mind idol means you just imagine allah that he loves you <laughs> in your imagination in not in real true sense so now i am ending this lecture with two examples where where quran where allah says that the parent parent children relationship it is not a must that if the father is right the son is right if the son is wrong if the son is right the father should be right it is vice versa also in the man. there are mention like ibrahim alislam is mentioned as a father his son ismail alislam isaac alislam they were also prophets then isaac alislam as a son of yaqub he was a prophet and yaqub alislam as a son of yusuf alislam is a prophet ibrahim's wife is also a, a, a righteous woman so whole family was a righteous woman a righteous people and they are ahl bayt the last lecture i explained and they are family of the house but it is not necessary that it will remain like this because in surah hud 11:45-46 there is a narration about nuh alayhi salam and his son wa nada nuh rabba fa qala rabbi innabni min ahli wa inna wa'daka alhaq wa anta ahkumul hakimin and nuh called his lord so he said oh my lord surely my son is from my family and surely your promise is true and you are the best governor of the governors qala ya nuh innahu laysa laysa min ahlik innahu amalun ghairu salih fala tasalni ma laysa laka bihi ilm inni a'iduka an takuna min al jahilin 
he said oh no surely he is your son is not he your son is not from your family surely his deed or works is not corrected one so do not question me or ask me what you do not have any knowledge with it surely i sermon you that you will i i will i sermon you that you will become from the ignorant one nuh al islam in quran is the messenger of allah and a, a, there was a situation the ayas where he allah asked him to make a boat and in that boat will believers will sit so he was asking nuh al islam was asking his son to sit in the boat because uh some punishment was going to come now when he called before he uh, said to his son he called allah and he said nuh al islam said to his lord oh my lord surely my son is from my family and surely your promise is true and you are the best of the governor of governors now nuh al islam is a messenger of god and his son is not righteous and he says oh he, allah in answer said he said oh no surely your son is not from your family surely his deed is not corrected one so do not question me what you have not what you do not have any knowledge with it surely i sermon you that you will become from the ignorant one now can you imagine that nuh al islam being the messenger of god his son is not from the righteous we we people think if the messenger is right the son will be right this nur will be transferred it's not so every individual is separate so his son deed was not corrected one so do not ask me what you do not have any knowledge with it so i sermon you that you will become from the ignorant one can you imagine can you people imagine your son to be drowned in front of you if allah is giving you guidance can you face it can anyone in this world can face it so these are examples are given for what just for just for enjoyment these example are specifically given to 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 take a lesson that it might happen that you get the guidance and it might happen that your son doesn't get guidance you are hurt i may not get hurt so much but my my son is hurt i will get hurt that's a natural process and the nearness of allah is getting hurt a punishment eternal fire but when when nuh when allah answered that you, if you ask me you will become of the rejectors because his deeds or his amal are not other than what they should be so and don't not become from the ignorant ones because nuh al-islam did not know that his son was not righteous and and when allah answers that he responded to him so he came to know that his son was not righteous so further nuh al-islam say Surah Hud 1147 Qal Rabbi inni a'udhu bika an asalaka ma laysa li bihi ilm wa illa taghfirli wa tarhamni akum min al-khasirin Nu says oh my lord surely i seek refuge with you that i question you or ask you with that i do not have knowledge with it if you do not forgive me and do not have mercy on me i'll be from the lost ones now <laughs> you, you know the, the the ayah that i read before he was asking forgiveness for his son 
and when allah said your son his actions are not according to the deeds that were required for a, any human being can get hurt instead of getting hurt he says oh my law or no said oh my lord surely i seek refuge with you that i question you with what i do not have any knowledge with it if you do not forgive me and do not have mercy on me i'll be from the lost ones where is the love of son has gone gone finished no, nothing i'm telling you every born is born alone it is you alone to have forgiveness you were born alone you will die alone you will face god alone no relative no one will intercede you believe me not your father not your son not your brother not your mother not the messenger until you are righteous so you must understand that the other side you will have no feelings for your son if he is burned in hell here you may have not that sir because that is why he said i i i am sorry i forgive me and i do not and if you do not have mercy i'll be from the lost one even asking this is wrong even asking because i do not have the knowledge that my son is not of my family his deeds was not correct in your side so i asked you but the moment he was clarified he said i am sorry if you will not forgive me forgive me and do not have mercy on me i'll be from the lost ones this is not a joke for people who want to become believers who want to follow the messengers leave that throw that label out as a muslim submitter for allah you know when you say when i am a muslim submitter for allah it has a great weight i only submit to the allah means it carries tremendous amount of weight that you have to sacrifice everything for allah submit to allah means that you submit to him only all the relations everything is broken this is submission you say i submit to allah but you have love for your father you have submitted your love to your mother you submit to allah you listen to them you are a mushrik totally how can you be a muslim for allah only when you only submit to him and you listen to him only that is the basic teaching of allah that you listen to no one do not associate anyone with me is very very possessive allah he can he can forgive anything but he cannot forgive the shirk meaning you are associating your any more feeling feelings towards someone than god almighty and believe me we are stuck up in all these things we are stuck up and further he says surah nu 7128 rabbit filli wali walidayya waliman dakhala baitiya mu'mina وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَلَا تَزِدِ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا تَبَارًا Oh my Lord, forgive me and my parents and those who entered in my house as believer and for the believing men and the believing women and do not increase the oppressors except in destruction. Now, again, Nur Islam is praying that first he's asking forgiveness for himself. رَبِّ 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 فِلِّي 
forgive me forgive for me wali walidayya and his parents wali man dakhala baitiya mumina and whoever entered my house as believer now what is the house of nuwal aslam nuwal aslam's house is not like a physical structure and people are coming and sitting no why because it is described with mumin enter whoever enters my house believer as a believer for the believing men and for the believing women so this house is representing the house of allah it every messenger house of belief is the house of allah because that house is of allah is for believers our first house ahlul bait people of the house every believer is ahlul bait in the nearness of god if you are in true sense the believer for that house as the first house so nuwal islam's house is nothing but the house of allah's house so whoever enters in my house because all the messengers represented allah they were uh, deputy of allah so when they entered in the house of allah or or you can say entered in the, in the in the house of new house you say can say news nuwal islam's book or musa book or allah's book this is very clear allah's book or messenger book because message and between messenger and allah you cannot differentiate because they don't say of their own desire except what they are commanded to do so so messenger allah are saying the same thing so here the message say my house is a believer walil mu'minina wal mu'minat and believe men and women wala tazid zalimin tabara and do not increase the oppressor except in destruction but the 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 the, the oppressors increase in destruction when they listen to these things this is very harsh religion they say now similar narration is mentioned with this relationship you saw nuwal salam as the messenger of god but the son was not righteous he asked for forgiveness for his son or he asked allah to uh, to guide him or whatever but allah said his works his deeds are other than correct correct ones so here if i read it is the father being before i read the father was right but the son was wrong in this ayat the son is right in the nearness of allah and the father is wrong these example are is shown to you because you should know what is your position if you are a son you should know how to talk to your father if you are a father then you must know how to talk to your children this is why these two examples are given in the quran by the messengers in relation with messenger so in surah maryam 19 ayah 42 to 43 44 id qala li abihi ya abati lima ta'budu ma la yasma'u wa la yubsiru wa la yughni anka shay'a when he ibrahim said to his father oh my father why do you serve those who do not listen who do not have insight and they cannot enrich you about anything further ibrahim sam say ya abati inni qad ja'ani min al-ilm ma lam ya'tika fattabi'ni 
ahdika siratak siratan sabiya surely oh my father without doubt there has come to me from the knowledge what did not come to you so follow me i will guide you on an even and on an even way ya bati la ta'budu shaitan inna shaitana kana lirrahmani asiya oh my father do not serve satan surely the satan is disobedient for the most gracious in these three ayas you will note that ibrahim alayhi salam is giving the message to his father is not thinking that i have got the message and i will not speak to my father he has to deliver the message to his father and he says to his father why do you serve those who do not listen and do not do not have any insight why are you listening to them they cannot enrich you of anything this he said it okay but then he reasons out he reasons reasons out surely oh my father without doubt there has come to me from knowledge of what you did, did not uh, that did, from the knowledge the what did not come to you that did not come to you so follow me i will guide guide you since he had received the knowledge of the ayas or the allah's message that is why he's saying i have received the knowledge which did not come to you then only you can deliver the message when you say something then you have to say you got the knowledge and once you got the knowledge then you have to share it if you don't have the knowledge if you don't believe it then you cannot share it and if you think you have understood you are not sharing it you have to share it in a nice manner then further he say oh my father do not serve satan surely the satan is disobedient for the most precious then he said the satan is the i told you the, the basic enemy is the satan the shaitan because he make sure he creates this harmony he creates this unity he is 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 basically involving and creating corruption in the land so further ibrahim said ya bati inni akhafu ay yamassaka adabun min al rahman fatakuna lil shaitani waliya oh my father surely i fear the punishment touches you from the most gracious so you will become a protector for satan so ibrahim alislam is telling his father that the the punishment of allah will touch you from the most if you will become a protector of satan because what is protection the protection you know if you want to protect me you will take a stand for me i'm just giving an example if somebody says something wrong about me you'll take a stand no no mama shaking or the like like that you are taking a protection you giving your arguments to protect me similarly you protect satan so the, he saying you will protect shaitan and once you protect the shaitan i am afraid that the, the punishment of allah will touch you now this son is talking to his father the son is talking to his father now ibrahim alislam father reacted or replied qala araghibun anta alihati ya ibrahim la la illam tantahi la arjumannaka wahjurni maliya he ibrahim's father said do you detest 
dislike about my gods, O Ibrahim, if you do not stop, I will definitely stone you and leave me alone for a long time. Now, in the answer to all this advice or the message given to him, Ibrahim's father said, I will stone you if you do not stop, if you have detest or disliking to my gods, to whom he were believing. He said, I will, if you detest, you detest them, you dislike them, my gods, I will stone you. And further he said, leave me alone for a long time. And another place of the, in the Quran he said, I'll throw you in the fire. And he finally throws him in the fire. Ibrahim was thrown in the fire by his father. How son, any son would have that much courage to face his father by delivering the message? Who has got that courage? First he has to deliver the message in the righteous manner. How can he? He just has to ask him to read the ayahs. These ayahs, the very ayahs I am reading. You don't open your mouth. Shut up your mouth. Ask him to read this ayah. You see, the, more, the, more, the moment we talk, start talking, we start talking in our own languages. We have to speak the ayahs translated or they read it or you translate and read it for them. And father, when he gets so angry that he says, I will stone you or leave me alone. Or I'll stone you to death or I'll put you into the fire. That is the last stage. Till that you have, you can't say, I didn't, I am taking the message, I'm not discussing because of mushrik. You have to deliver the message if you understand and believe. So what Ibrahim said, after the detest, after he said, I, if you do not stop, I will definitely stone you or leave me alone for a long time or he said, I'll throw you to the fire. The reply of Ibrahim Islam is very beautiful. Qala salamun he said, Peace be unto you. Soon I will seek forgiveness from my Lord. Surely he is affectionate with me. He, don't, he didn't fight. He didn't roar. He, didn't, he was not arrogant. You know, people, children speak to their father in an arrogant. That I am right. The Quran is right. I am right. No, not that way. He was like this. He said, Peace be unto you. Soon I will seek forgiveness from my Lord. Surely he is affectionate with me. This is very important. We should take a lesson. In spite of the fact, he said, I will stone you. Meaning this, he, didn't, he must have not said very lightly. The way you can imagine he, how he would have said, I stone you. Or I will throw you into the fire. How he would have said and how is your reaction is that I, he said, peace be unto you, salam, salamun alaik, to a mushrik, father. You say he's not a mushrik, don't say salam. To Ibrahim Islam, is salamun alaik to his father. You say, we, we people are, have got our own religion. In, in spite of the fact, when he says salamun alaik to his father, who's a mushrik, and then he says, I will seek forgiveness from my Lord and surely his affection for me. And then in Surah Shura 26, 86, 
So remember, in spite of that, all the enmity or the badness your parents would have done, you have to ask forgiveness. This is the sunnah and the practice of Ibrahim. You have to deliver the message nicely in the manner as Allah says in the Quran, and then you have to ask forgiveness for your parents as Ibrahim al-Islam asked and in the prayers. I don't know what people, some people read Rabban Atina fi dunya, but normally in the majority of the Muslim world, we read after Tayyad, Rabbi Jalni Mukima Salati, Wamin Duryati, Rabbana wa Taqabbal Dua, Rabbana Fili Wali Wali Daya, Wail Mukmina Yawma Yakum al Do you read in this in your prayers? This is the Dua and the call of Ibrahim al Islam, saying that, O oh, our Lord, make me who establish the Salah prayer and make from my offsprings to practice the Salah, the prayer. And, and you accept my call. And then he says, Oh, our Lord, forgive for me, my parents and the believers. Parents is one of them, Father is Bushik, but otherwise believers, forgive the believers, not the non-believers. Look, Rabbana Fili Wali Wali in the wallet is the non-believer, but Mushik. Will move me in? and the believers. Yawma Yaqubun Isab on the Day of Judgment. Then in the relation between father and son, there is one more a request of Yusuf al-Islam's brothers had done something wrong with Yusuf al-Islam. They threw him. There's a whole narration. So after the sons realized, they said to their father, they threw the son in the well. These brothers of Yusuf al-Islam threw, uh, threw, the, threw the son in a well. That's the narration in Surah Yusuf. And they lied to their father and their whole narration is there. So when they realized that we have done wrong, so they said to their father, Surah Yusuf 12, 97 and 98, قَالُوا يَا آبَنَا they said, O oh, our Father, seek for us forgiveness for our sins. Surely we are the ones who commit mistake. He, that is Yaqub, said, Soon I will seek forgiveness for you from my Lord. Surely he, Allah is the all-forgiving, most merciful. Yusuf al-Islam has brothers. They were jealous of Yusuf al-Islam, so they threw him. Yusuf al-Islam in a well and they lied to their father that, that the wolf had eaten the Yusuf al-Islam. That's the narration. So after this whole narration and after that Yusuf al-Islam was right and they came to know everything was alright. So they, they were guilty so they wanted to ask forgiveness from Allah and to their father. So they said to the, so we say you know we say to each other you, you ask for forgiveness. You have, have you heard this? Uh, Mama Sheikh, you ask for forgiveness. We also pray, you also pray. They are people to say. So you can say, but remember, you can say only when you are doing right. His father knew that their sons did commit a mistake, they repented, they amended. Now they are asking, They are accepting their mistake. Not that I am doing the same thing wrong again, and you are asking me, you pray for me. It is not like that. These brothers 
They said, our, our father seek for us, forgive for our sins. Surely we are the ones who commit mistake. We have committed a mistake. That is why they are asking. So further for that, Yaqub said, He said, soon I will seek forgiveness for you from my Lord. Surely is Allah the forgiving merciful. So what, what is the end of this whole lecture is, that both parent and children both have done mistakes. By, by parents' first mistake, by bringing them up. In the nearness of Allah as a believer, they have done mistakes. And I have done, everybody does mistakes. What is the amendment we should know? And the son are also committing mistakes. Both the children, parent-children relationship, if you load, both are doing wrong. Mostly because both of us are in contact by the shaitan. It is always, you see, you do not come to know what is the truth and reality of until you do not know. And you are not inspired or you are not motivated. Even if you know, the Quran says that, you know the whole world is not practicing. You see, the majority of the people are not following the Quran. So you are left all alone. So you say, why should I do when nobody is doing it? I'll be, I'll be single out somewhere. So it is your own responsibility to take up the message and then you amend yourself first and once you have amended or corrected maximum, then you try to share with people. Your parents, children, relatives, family members, everywhere. And since this is a topic was parent-children relationship, then you must have that kind of relationship. You cannot kill them by forcing them what to do and what not to do. You cannot have so much love and affection them captivated that you leave your, your own uh, falling of the Quran. It is educating both ways. That they, they diverge you from the message because you are captivated by your children. It is both ways. So you must understand both. You cannot blame also. Allah says no father will be blamed for his son and no blame not reward. You cannot, the father can reward, cannot reward the son, neither son can reward the father. This is not an easy way out. Both have to correct themselves in the nearness of God. As the examples of the prophets is given of Nur Islam, his son was not righteous. If you are right, then you educate your son. If Ibrahim Islam, his father was wrong, so as a son you must educate your father in both ways. So Allah has shown both examples given in, in the Quran for the understanding that no one takes the advantage look as a son I was spoiled or the father said I tried my level best the son didn't come to pass it's not it's not your job the guidance will always come from Allah either to the father or either to the son no blame games this is how I end my lecture any question you like you can you can ask Jazakallah, Brother Sheikh, for your inspiring talk. Before I open the floor for the question and answer session, I would like to highlight a few guidelines on how we will conduct our question and answer session. Please make very sure that the questions that you have formed are brief, concise, and pertaining to the topic discussed tonight. However, if you do have any questions which are not related to the topic discussed, 
you are more than welcome to contact our center and our administration will set up an appointment for you with Brother Muhammad Sheikh at a different time. As to the format of the question and answer session, the ladies will be given the opportunity to ask their questions prior to men. Once you have a question, kindly raise your hands and our coordinators will roll the mic over to you. Once the ladies section is covered, the mic will be rolled over to the men's side and then you are advised to follow the same pattern. Now I would like to invite Brother Muhammad Sheikh again to come and answer your questions. Brother Muhammad Sheikh. Uh, is it allowed to beat the children in order to make them follow the principles of Quran or otherwise? No, this is a very important question. There is no mention in the Quran that the parents should uh, strike or beat the children because because of the emotions or uh, they, they, they are just emotional people. The child are only emotions they brought. They don't understand the intellect. They don't understand. They slowly and gradually understand by the passage of time. So there are times men, the parents, the father and the mother, because of their, uh, what do you say, their own problems, they beat their children. I would advise, there is no mention in the Quran that one should beat the children. There's, but you can give them punishments, you know, so they may, they may realize that we have done something. I will ask them to stand in the corner because you've done it. So the, 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 the moral conscience you have to develop. Not that they're doing anything wrong, doing, breaking things, and you don't do anything. It doesn't mean that you ask beat. Physical beating is not permitted. There's no mention in any ayat in the Quran that the children should be beaten by their parents if they don't listen to you. Except, I'm telling you, you can give punishments so that you develop the moral conscience in the mind, especially with the Quran. But still again, they will do it again, again, and again. You are not responsible for it because it is their own life. Assalamualaikum. Uh, I have a question. It uh, has arisen from a quotation that uh, Jannah is under a mother's foot. Is it so? No. Uh, this is a very famous uh, quotation in the world. Uh, the Jannah lies under the feet of the mother. So this is not mentioned in the Quran. But you see, an unusual thing is that in the Quran, there are two, three references I would like to quote. Like, for example, Maria Mary was the mother of Jesus, peace be upon him. So Jesus was a righteous prophet and Mary was the mother. One, one example. Then there's another example Ibrahim's wife was righteous and Ismail, Ishaq, Yaqub, they were prophets. Okay. And the example that is most important is that Firaun and his wife adopted a son that is Musa, peace be upon him. Now this is the important factor that I came to know that there is not a contradiction between the belief of the mother and the son. There is a contradiction between the father and the son. If the son, because the mother, whatever the mother pours in, the child becomes. Musa's, uh, Pharaoh wanted to slaughter the sons. So at that particular time, because they didn't have a son, so Pharaoh's wife said, 
let's adopt this son, Moses. So Musa Salam was adopted by the Pharaoh's wife. So whatever nice good things she knew, she passed into Moses and after Moses got the revelation and it's not mentioned in the Quran, but I would assume because she was brought up by, by Musa Salam, when she got, when Musa Salam was a messenger and a prophet, so she must have diverted and it's mentioned in the Quran that she was not with Pharaoh because Musa she was uh, Musa was adopted by Musa Salam uh, by her Pharaoh's wife so she followed Musa Salam and got the Jannah she did not uh, was with Pharaoh so this application tells me that there are contradictions with father and son I've read two, two, two occasions father and son and between wives also, Nur Islam and wife and Luther Islam was not. Nur Islam and Luther Islam was righteous and their wives was not righteous. So they were not together in the day of judgment. But there is not a contradiction between mother and, mother and son. Wherever the son is, the mother is. So mothers should know that their jannat lies in the son's hand, not in the feet. If you pass on goodness to your son, the son will make sure that you become right. Thank you very much. Okay. Assalamualaikum. My question is regarding adoption. Is it allowed in Islam? If it is allowed, then what is the status of a child whose father is unknown? Okay. Now, the, the, in, the, in the world, in the state, the world, I, one, one the example I just now told her, Adoption, people think when to adopt and what to adopt and if his adoption is allowed or not. If you note down the references, I'm just giving the reference. In Surah Al-Imran 3 and Ayah 37, in this Zakaria, Allah made Zakaria to adopt Maryam. Maryam, Zakaria al-Islam, Maryam was adopted by Zakaria al-Islam, the messenger of Allah. Imran was the father and Imran is the wife and when Zakaria was when Maryam was born she was adopted by Zakaria Islam as a messenger so adoption is allowed in the case of whatever the case not, not defined but adopted who adopted Zakaria Islam now in Surah Yusuf Yusuf Islam was also adopted because he was thrown in a well and the wife of Aziz Adopt, they both did not have a son, they adopted Yusuf al-Islam. So again the adoption is there. And Musa Islam was adopted by Firon. Three male genders adopted. In the three male genders, you will note, there is one more point I want to, I, I have looked into, that Musa Islam was adopted by a pharaoh, a non-believer. So, if you want your son to be adopted by even a wrong person, you still can give. You understand? If you've got 10 kids and you want somebody to adopt, suppose somebody wants, somebody wants to adopt your son and you want to give it away because Allah has provided you so many kids. So remember, you can give it to even to a pharaoh, pharaoh type personality. But you cannot give your daughter because Zakriya Islam, Allah made sure that the, the daughter came under the influence of a prophet, Zakriya. Whatever the uh, uh, Maryam was, 
but basic uh, her nucleus or whatever was she was a female. Otherwise, whatever the character traits she had. So Zakari al-Islam adopted Maryam, a messenger of God. So we should not let our daughters to be adopted by not a good believer. You understand what I'm saying? You should not let your daughters to be adopted who is not a good practicing believer. A person who, who is a boy, he can be adopted because there are conditions required. Mentioned in the Quran, Yusuf al-Islam was adopted. Huh? But he was adopted. But look at the condition. Even a woman, Aziz's wife had, you know, wanted to have relationship with the boy, his own apparently adopted son. So what about the girl? So make sure the in adoption, a person who is adopting, you are giving, if you are giving your son for adoption, if you are giving, you must make sure your daughter should be adopted by a good religious pious person. A very pious person. And even the son, you can take up a chance because the Quran says the male gender fight. If the adopted father is wrong, Musa took a stand. So they had an opposition. But mother always go with the son. So that is adoption. If somebody's fathers are not known, then who is who's, who's your father? If you do not know the name of the father in the world of a son or a daughter, what do you call them? Or if suppose a woman gets pregnant by some illegal sexual affair, so you must not drop that child. It should be produced as it is by the will of God that child was, came into being. Remember this, very important to you. Because Surah Azab 33 says, in Ayah 5, Ud'oom li'abahim huwa aqsatu indallah fa'illam ta'lamu abahum fa'ikhwanukum fiddeen wa mawalikum. Call your sons by your father's, uh, father's name that is most justified in the nearness of Allah. Fa'illam ta'lamu abahum. So, whom your fathers you don't know. فَيَخْوَانَكُمْ They are a brothers in, in the judgment. And they are your protectors. So remember this is very important. I, whenever an illegal act is performed anywhere in the world, and it is wrong, I am not justifying the act. The act is wrong, but the birth of the child is created by Allah. The birth of the child is created by Allah. So how can you can say this is that is a what we use the word wrong for it? So Allah says in the Quran, if you do not know the father, they are your brothers or protectors. So that is how Allah saved. There are so many people in the world who are created like that. By sperm banks, by so many other means, there are children created without a father. But you can never ever call them B. Because they, according to Quran, they are your brothers. So your question, if you do not know the father, they are your brothers and they protect us. Whether, because in the world, people who is born like, he's been saying from the very, some people are saying, you are not born of a father, you don't have a father, you are like this, you are like this. So you are getting hurt that what is the, what wrong he did. 
their parents act is, is, is wrong. We agree to it. But the child birth cannot take place by the will of God, except by the will of God. There are couples who are married for so many years, they cannot produce children. Do you know that? There are couples married for so long period, but they cannot produce children. And once an act took place and they were pregnant, the child, they got pregnant. One act can produce the children and you are blaming that person who is born. You are not allowed to blame the boy or a girl who has been produced by an, a, 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 by an act which is, was not permitted by God, Zina. So you cannot call that child wrong by a long name. Allah called them by Mawla. They are your Protection. protectors. So that is, that is a very important question that you asked. That we people are labeling them according to Quran. Every child is born by the permission and the will of God. So child is nothing to do. You have, should have respect for this child. Only Islam gives respect to these kind of people in the whole world. No other religious book gives this respect. And that is why these people are being victimized because their life from the very childhood they've got a label on their on their head that they are a production of wrong act. Assalamu alaikum. My name Walsam. is Amna. My question is as it is forbidden to raise the boys before parents does the same way we require to respect the parents of our spouses. Sorry, as it is? As it is does the same way we require to respect the parents or our spouses? Yes. Spouses, you are comparing spouses and, and, and parents. Parents. In parents' relationship, you, you know, the parents are having a greater respect than husband-wife. Among the husband-wife relation, the wife has to listen to the husband. That's in the Quran. But in front of the parents, they have to respect the parents more than the wife as in relation because Allah says for the wife you sermon them uh, lead them, them from the beds and you strike them for the wife but for the mother and father they, you cannot say oof so you have to respect the mother and father of the husband's father and mother and the husband should also respect the mother and father of the wives which normally men don't do you see the parents of a Wife's parents is also be respected and the husband's parents should be respected more as in relation to among each other. But the wife is should respect or follow the husband because she has to obey the husband. That is in the Quran. Uh, you, have to, you have to obey Allah, you have to obey the messenger, you have to obey your parents and you have to obey your wife has to obey the husband. In the right, of course the right things, in the wrong things you cannot obey. As the Quran says for the for the for the husband wife, for the parents, he says you cannot obey them, but follow the one who, who invites you to the message, who is a deputy. But for the wife in, in the Quran it's not mentioned like this. For in, in relation with husband wife. So you can respect the parents more than the wife and husband relationship. Because husband has got the permission to beat the wife, but he cannot beat the father or parents. So that is why they have got the upper hand in any case. Because I told you they are old age, they, they have so much struggle. You can, be, I mean, you are a mother, you know how much struggle you have done for your children as compared to you must have not done it for your mother. But the mother has done it for you. Or the father has done many things for you. 
So as a mother and father, when you become a mother and father, you know how they have gone through. Because even if you are in a better situation, if they were in the more better, not good situation, how much they, how much they have struggled for us. So whatever our existence is because of their struggle, in whatever manner they have struggled. So that is why we have to respect more. Thanks. Another question. Okay. If we are believer parents, we have great wish that our children practice and believe. At what age we can give him message and at what age they start implementation? Can any Quranic verse? No, according to Quran. Age mentioned? Yeah. No, according to Quran, we, I told you in the, my lecture also, according to Quran, you can educate them as you are educating other subjects, science and geography, physics. But remember that they will not follow. Why? Because of their age. And because why? Because they have not done wrong, anything wrong. They are innocent people. So innocent persons, when they are innocent people, when we are young, we are innocent and we want to do something wrong. That <laughs> when we are young, you know, we like to do. Uh, I, in my when I was very young and I was not even mature. I was, before puberty, I wanted to steal uh, what do you say fruits from a tree from somebody's house. And it was an activity. You know, when I was young, it's an activity. It's not robbery, basically. It's an activity. Oh, yeah, can you do this? Oh, of course I can do this. So because we are innocent, we are doing certain things wrong, not knowingly that it is prohibited. So what I'm saying, innocent people do things at a younger age, and now you're trying to ed educate ayats. With adults are not able to understand <laughs> how many times I've repeated but people cannot understand and believe so. But the children you must educate, but do not expect them to follow. You must educate from the very childhood. Meaning education means the moral ethics. When you enter, you say, Salaam Alaikum. In normal house, I am, I am telling in normal house practice, this is a very normal thing. They cannot enter those hours. They should knock it. They should say, Salaam Alaikum. Make it a habit. So that's in the Quran. So you can develop these little, little things. But it is not being practiced. We're reading it every day. The lecture is there. Allah says in Islam, we don't practice. So when, when I'm saying when we elderly, we elderly people do not practice, then how can the children practice? So small, little things you start. Make sure they, they, that little things they can say, Islam, no problem. So like, like otherwise they say, hi, who are you? Bye. Because other things. So you are, you are doing what the culture is saying. Don't. You practice what Quran says. Allah Hafiz. Allah, what Allah Hafiz? Salaamu Alaikum. Quran says Allah Hafiz is alright. I don't say Allah Hafiz. Word is wrong. Allah means the protection of Allah. Or the guarding of Allah. Or the preservation of Allah. But the question when Allah says Salaam or even to his father Ibrahim says Salaamu Alaikum. In Jannah when you enter it Salaamu Alaikum. Salaam means peace. So make sure these little, little things are edu educated and practiced, slowly and gradually. But still, the bigger things, it's difficult to make them, they should follow. But still, you must keep on sharing it, keep on sharing it. That's the important factor. Our job is to share, but we cannot expect they will follow. As news or Islam said, they will not follow. That's, that is the danger, danger point. Because if you expect people to follow, then you get hurt. So you must have a distance. It's possible that they might not follow. Yes, please. 
My question is from Surah 3 Al Imran, Ayah 14, where it is mentioned the sons are adornment. If the sons are adornment, then how to keep a balance of love between boys and girls in the house? Yeah. Uh, that 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 we should not leave the girls as insignificant as I recited in the in the verses that they are left out. You see, the boys are adornment. You cannot exclude the father and the mother cannot exclude that the boys are adornment for the parents and for your society. But now you have to make you have to consciously make sure that they are not left out as insignificant. As the Quran says, I read an ayah, which I read it insignificant because you are not giving importance to the child, the girl child. So they should be loved, huddled, cuddled more, and you know, make things for them which they can enjoy. You understand what I'm saying? So you you, you cannot uh, give, let them go out as the sun is. But what is the requirement of the girl? You give them more importance consciously. You know, you have to develop this conscious uh, attachment towards them. Unconscious, you cannot do it. Unconscious, you have love for you. And uh, you must have noticed every father and mother loves one child more. And it is noticeable. It is noticeable that this child is more, every mother and father, the other sister and brothers know that this son or mine is more loved by our parents. So it is noticeable, but now if it is noticeable, but now you may develop the consciousness of more doing to those people. If I, I love my suppose one daughter, so I'm more attached to that daughter, right? That I will do it naturally. But the rest of the daughters I'm ignoring. I'm left, so I'll make conscious to do. I've done this of my love because I have love and affection for this girl or boy. But the other one, I will consciously to do it. No matter, I don't have that kind of feeling, but by as a job I will do it. That that the, that the, uh, the girl should not left out as insignificant. That is the relationship between boys and girls, because normally boys are loved more. The girls are left out and make insignificant. So that's what I'm trying to say, that you make sure that the girls are made significant, consciously you do it your love for your sons will not go away. So you lift them up. Otherwise, you are burning them up. Okay. Brother Sheikh, I was wondering if the parents realize or the children realize that they are not fulfilling the commitments as we found out today and they want to um, amend among each other, how would they go about it? Would, they, would you be able to um, show me a reference from the Quranic verses? that what would be the amendment process between when, when they realize that they are not doing it? They are not doing it and now... Like they are not, and they are willing to uh, fix among themselves. So how would they go about it like... Um, no, the dua, you know, the dua I told you, Rabbana Fili Wali Wali Deyya Wal Mumi, they recite that dua. Yeah. You can recite that dua of Ibrahim al-Islam or of Musa Islam, or sorry, uh, Nur Islam. But uh, brother, what if the you know kids and the parents are both alive, and they want they both want to fix? Like you said, both the parents have made mistakes and the children have made mistakes, mm. and they want to fix among themselves. 
No, actually, if suppose if suppose the uh, your father is not alive, or you you mean to say your son is not alive, or brother is not alive, or what? Like even with like I'm a parent and okay. I've got kids. I okay. I made mistakes with them. No, how to correct? Yes. Both of them. Yes. So if you have realized the exchange, there is a surah, uh, then you have to go by to the surah uh, Al Maida 589. Alright. Okay, that فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ ذَلِكَ فَارَتُ أَيْمَانِكُمْ إِذَا حَلَفْتُمْ وَاحْفَظُوا أَيْمَانَكُمْ كَذَلِكَ يُبَيْنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِ لَعَلَّمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Allah will not catch you with nonsical or ungrammatical talk in your, in your right and he will catch you with what you fasten tied the knot in your right and the atonement amended for correction now you you and your son had some relationship. Either you was wrong or either he was wrong. Now both of you want to amend. So so you confess the confession where you were wrong, and then you have to do is feeding of the ten needy persons in a particular aspect. In a particular aspect, you have to feed the ten needy person from an average of what you feed to your family. Whatever the stages by virtue you feed to your family, you have to take that average food, the same food. Or garb them, or distinct of uniform kind, or liberate a free slave. Nowadays there is no liberation of slave. This is or. Ten people to feed or free the slave. Then whosoever does not find this, then fast for three days. If you cannot, if you are a poor person, if you cannot have uh, average scale of 10 people to then you fast for 3 days and that wrong should not be repeated again keeping in view that this thing I have done wrong so I fast for 3 days or I feed the poor 10 people on an average scale and also clothe them this is the atonement or amendment correction of your right when you take an oath and preserve your right likewise Allah clarifies his eyes signs for you so that you may be thankful. So in any condition, not only specific parent-children, any condition, including parent-children relationship, if you have done wrong to your child, now you have realized it, you say sorry to the person, to your child, even of your father, and because of this I am saying sorry, and I, I want to correct my life, so I am fasting for three days, and I will not do it again. And son, you forgive. And then you ask him forgiveness for Allah because it was the order and hukum of Allah not to do so. So this is why you fast. So the guilt will go away. And if you don't repeat. Similar goes to the son. He should do the same thing. This is the pr procedure laid down in the Quran. Whenever you do wrong, whether father or son, if he wants to amend by the verse which, which uh, expounded and you came to know this is where I was wrong, you admit, uh, uh, admit that then you fast for three days or feed the ten poor, uh, poor uh, ten people, feed the ten people. You do this. These are the things we have to do. Right? Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. With this, we conclude our tonight's session. We would like to thank you all for your attendance. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.